It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Join us for the very first IFL Live at London's Indigo at the O2, Sunday, August the 13th, with me, Coogan Cassius, and some very special guests, Eddie Hearn, Darren Barker, Johnny Fisher, and more. Tickets now on sale. So in the words of Eddie Hearn, you get up, you dress up, and you fucking show up. Oscar Bevis, IFL TV, proudly sponsored by The Last. Delighted to be joined by Alfie Whitten. Alf, good to see you, my friend. How are you, mate? Yeah, I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm good, I'm good. Thanks for coming over to my manor, UB10 Hillingdon, the best place in the world to do, to do this interview. Um, Saturday night, of course, things didn't go your way. We've got a lot to talk about. Um, I kind of want to go step by step. Um, we didn't get to speak beforehand, so I think that's probably the best place to start. Um, how did you feel going into this fight? Yeah, um, it had been a great camp. I was feeling uh, 100%. Like literally, I was saying to my trainer the other day, like nothing that we, we could have done. We couldn't have done anything different. Like I felt as primed as possible. Like I felt ready to go. I was in a great mood. I was buzzing. Like even in the change of rooms and everything before, I was relaxed. Like I'm feeling. I was feeling great. I was feeling sharp on the pads. Had my hands wrapped well. Like everything was going perfect. And um, even in terms of like the walkout and that, the, the your call was was buzzing, like it was a sellout, it was booming, and I'd not experienced your call like that, but I really feed off things like that. I got up onto the stage early about to do the ring walk because I walked first, and I was really feeding off the atmosphere, and I was, yeah, I was feeling great, mate, to be honest. And, uh, yeah, n- nothing, nothing had gone better, really. Did training feel different because it was a chance for your first title? Obviously, any fight, you give 110%, graft in the gym, but was there just that little bit of a different feeling because you're like yeah this is serious now kind of done the learning phase I'm in title territory was training any different yeah so of course training was tougher like you spar longer everything's more intense but um yeah no it's definitely nice visualizing who you're fighting because I've had it before where you don't really know you're boxing until fight week so um yeah no it was nice to to be visualizing a style and uh be able to analyze what someone's doing and, and work from there what did you think of the fight when you kind of combined you two and how it would work on paper? Um, yeah, like I said, I said in another interview, or a po- podcast, saying that I'd beat him any way I wanted because I, I do feel like that. Like I do feel like 
if he wants to have a boxing match, I feel like I'd be too smart for him. And I felt like I, I could have had it like proper war with him if I wanted. Because uh, being a shorter fighter, sitting inside, I think that would have worked and played into my hands in the end, especially over 10 round distance. I'm kind of going to have to give you the floor here. Um, people who would have seen the fight will obviously know what would have happened. If you haven't, I guess go back and watch. Um, but I've kind of got to give you the floor for this bit um, to talk us through that, that, that first round. Yeah, so um, the whole thing happened very quickly. Like, like, well, I think it was all within the first minute of the fight, to be honest, which, which I'm gutted about. Obviously, I would have wanted, the, uh, wanted to sort of show people the level I'm at. That's what the whole fight was about for me. It was, it was going to be like a coming out fight for me. I was feeling like this is it. This is a, a, a massive moment for me. And um, yeah, settled into the fight, landed a few jabs and yeah, was, was settling in nice. Um, he caught me with a couple of jabs and I think, I think with, with, like, with one of the jabs he's thrown, he's caught me with this little nick under my eye here and the commentary pick up on it. And I think that's where a little bit of controversy and confusion is coming from. Because, uh, yeah, he's jabbed me. I've lost my footing and I've, I've, I've fell back sort of thing. I've, I've, I've stumbled back. He's then jumped on me like any fighter would, like a big moment. Um, yeah, he's tried to put the pressure on after that. He's thrown a hook slash uppercut thing. I don't know what you'd call it, but he's thrown the right hand in some way. I've rolled underneath it and come away. And that's, boom, we've turned clashed heads heavy and um, he's split my eye and yeah like almost instantly I'm centered I'm trying to signal to the ref like that is his head that is his head the ref's looking right at it I don't know how he's seen it but um, yeah I don't know if you've fucking seen in the bassy's head yeah but that thing's like a wrecking ball yeah I think he'd knock heavyweights out with that head to be honest with you but uh, yeah I've got caught with that I've been dazed as anything I didn't really know where I was after the head clash and it was just fucking downhill from there, mate. And he's, yeah, fair play to him. He's, he's jumped to me and done what he's got to do, like you would in a boxing ring. But yeah, um, yeah, that was it, first round. I'm going to put a picture of the cut over the screen because I saw the one of you on the medical bed afterwards when you're getting it stitched up. Yeah. Um, it's a fucking shocker. It's an horrible cut. Yeah. Um, how does it feel now before we kind of talk about the other stuff? Um, it's all right to be honest. Yeah, it's a little bit, a little bit sore, but it's opening up now, so I can see out of it. Yeah, no, it's all right. So getting hit with the head, um, I asked you this beforehand, but just kind of on camera, it, you get that same feeling as being hit by a punch of the day's feeling, but it's it's a more blunt kind of. You know when you've been hit yeah. by a head. You know when there's a head clap. Yeah, you can feel the difference for sure. It's not it's not the same as a glove. Who's like been hit by a bit of concrete? Do you know what I mean? I felt like I got it by a train after getting it by his head, to be fair. Mm. Do you kind of look back at it and I know it's hindsight and it's obviously a very difficult situation to have to overcome. Do you look back at it and think there's anything I could have done? Um, yeah, I think, yeah, in, in hindsight, there was like maybe things I could have done. I've never been in that position where I've got a survive around, if you know what I mean, like where I've got to fucking work, try and hold on and... And do all those tricks that the journeymen do in there. Do you know what I mean? And, and buy yourself time. And I've never been in that position. So, yeah, I was just trying to move and get away. But I was trying to do that with, like, no, like nothing. Like, I had no reactions. Do you know what I mean? I had no legs underneath me. Like, I was trying to do all that blind, really. Couldn't really see much on that, out of that eye. Like, I, when the backhand come for the stoppage in the corner, like, I've moved around to him. I've had him on my left. And I'm standing there. I've got my, I'm thinking, I've got my right hand on my eye. And I'm thinking, 
fuck am I doing? Just took the backhand straight on the chin. But yeah, like, like I say, I, I, yeah, I didn't really know where I was after that head clash. What would you have been expecting or what would you have wanted from the referee when you was kind of signalling that it's a head clash? Would you have wanted the ref to kind of stop the fight, take you over to the corner, get kind of a, a doctor assessment, I guess? Yeah, I think that, yeah, that would have been the, the best approach because um, there was a knockdown like, soon after, soon after the, uh, the head clash. He knocked me down and I was on my feet for the majority of the count. And I felt like that was a good opportunity for the ref. Give me the count, see that I'm all right. And then potentially pull me over to, to the doctor to have a look at it because, yeah, or even just have a look in my eyes. I, yeah, to be honest, I didn't, I thought I was maybe a little bit concussed, but yeah, that's it. In terms of a first career defeat on paper, um, as it kind of, I'm going to say fully set in yet. Obviously, everyone takes defeats in different ways. I know it's not like you've got in there and you've had your head boxed off for 12 rounds. Um, but how do you kind of take a defeat? Has it fully set in? Did it set in when you'd left York Hall? Did you kind of have the moments where you sat down, even in your room on your own, and thought, fuck, like, how's the, the defeat process kind of been? Yeah, no, it's, um, it's, of course, it's tough to swallow. But, like, what makes it a little bit harder is seeing all the... Um, the post-fight stuff, like interviews and things like that. And in the stand in there, he's got a cut on his head and he's telling everyone he's a puncher. And I'm thinking, mate, I don't know, he's just as delusional as his fans, I think, just to fucking, to say that, <laughs> to say that he's now a puncher. He's standing there with a cut on his head. Like, it couldn't be more clear to me what's going on. You've got to hit someone fucking hard with your head to cut your head on their eye socket. Do you know what I mean? Like, that, that's, what's, that's what's harder to swallow. But yeah, like on paper, he's probably just gonna, he's gonna most likely just do a runner, do a runner with the win. Great result for him. Nice first round TKO win over Alfie Winter. He's probably laughing. Yeah, but uh, yeah, hopefully he he can um, he can do the right thing. And and because if it was me, I'd be losing sleep if there was any doubt around one of my wins, and I'd want to put that right. But um, we'll see what he's about, won't we? Do you know what I mean? Well, you said you'd be losing sleep. My next question was going to be, can you understand why, in any perspective, um, whether it's something you would do or not, I don't know. Um, but can you understand why, when he's won the Southern Area title, his first belt in the first round, he is going to be running around celebrating and he is going to be running around bowling about with the belt and giving it? Because what, I think four, we're four days, five days since the fight. So can you understand why perhaps he's, yeah. Of course, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, like, listen... He can have all his celebrations all he wants, throw all the parties he wants and uh, while my eye heals up. But yeah, once all that heals up and then his celebrations maybe die down and he comes to terms with the fact that he's used his massive nut to put it in my head. But maybe he'll, he'll go, yeah, let's, let's actually put this right and let's, um, yeah, let's go again. But yeah, I can understand it. Yeah, you're going to be buzzing, but just at least maybe live, be a little bit honest and say, yeah, we did clash heads, but it's boxing and you've got to do what you've got to do in there. I'd say that would be a, a bit of a fairer response, but to start telling people he's a puncher now, fucking hell, nuts. Do you think anytime soon there'll be a point where perhaps you two even have a conversation? Because it's not like you and Indar have got this mad hatred between you. Obviously, like you said, he's celebrating now, he's doing his thing with his fans. Um, but I'm sure at some point, perhaps, even if it's a chat on Instagram or yeah. a chat over the phone, you can both have, have a talk about this. 100%. I'll go down and see him at his gym and say hello to him. Like it's not even a big deal. Like I'll go... it doesn't need to be difficult. This nah. whole process. No, no, nah, nah, mate. There's no, there's like, there's no needle there. I just want him to come out and be honest with everyone and be honest with himself and 
and see if he wants to put that right. Because it's not like it's a personal problem between me and him. If I see him, I'll say the same stuff I'm saying to you now because, uh, yeah, I stand by what I say and I, and I do believe everything I'm saying to you. So I'm not going to be like saying one thing to you and then see him and go, oh yeah, well done Indy, you're a fucking good stoppage mate. Like, bollocks to that. I'll go and tell him, like, you use your head. Simple as that. Just kind of focusing on you and the process from now until whenever it is you're next in the ring. Have you been given uh, kind of a timeline of when this will all heal, a timeline of when you can even think about a spar or potentially even stepping back in the ring? Yeah, so um, the doctor told me six weeks for sparring. Personally, I think I'll give it maybe. A... I thought it would be so much longer than that. Six weeks. That's... Yeah, it's not long, is it? Like a cut like this, you'd, you'd think it'd be a, bit long, a little bit longer. But uh, yeah, I'll probably give it eight weeks myself. And... Um, yeah, just because this is a career at the end of the day, I want longevity in the sport, so I don't want to, um, I don't want to rush it back and risk it reopening and things like. Because the position of the cut that could be a real problem. And um, would you do meanwhile? I guess just kind of the the training without sparring, I suppose. Yeah, the training without sparring. Yeah, um, I'll give myself a couple of weeks off of training anyway. I've had a very very busy eighteen months. I've had like eight fights in eighteen months, straight to the title fight. Like it's it's been flat out for me. Um, but yeah, I'll rest up, eat some shit food, refuel, and uh, yeah, come back with a, a fresh mindset. Eat some shit food, I know, you feel me, that's what I've been doing for the last <laughs> 20 odd years. Um, you said you've had eight fights in this busy 18 months, just kind of aside from the result and everything like that, how have you found those 18 months? Because growing up wanting to be a boxer, um, you're kind of doing it, you're living your dream and you will get to the level you want to get to, um, yeah. you're going to have these bumps, but just kind of the whole thing of being a boxer, um, you must be loving life and loving the whole process though. Yeah, I'm absolutely loving life, yeah, 100%. Um, and, and there was moments on, on that night, Saturday night, like that I, I dreamed of, like walking out in front of a Pat York Hall, like his fans, my fans, the atmosphere was buzzing, so I want to say a big thank you to everyone who came out and supported, made the night special regardless of how it went after that, so I really appreciate them. and. Um, yeah, no, it was it was it was a big, big moment there. But yeah, I, I'm I'm living my dream, mate. I'm 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 training hard. I'm I'm working towards my dreams and 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 becoming what I want to become and what I believe I can become, which is a champion. So that's why I'm going to keep going. Yeah. Just one final thing from me before we wrap this up. Um, I guess you can look at it this way: when you do get your hands on a belt, be it the Southern area, be it any other title, it's going to feel fucking sweet. Yeah, mate, one hundred percent. It makes it that little bit sweeter now. But uh, yeah. We all have bumps in the road, innit? But it's it's not it's not those bumps. It's how we how we deal with them. So that's what we're gonna do. Sports Social Podcast Network.